says, Lord, Aaron says, I'm Lord of the Thighs, Lord of the Skies, and soon enough I'll be Lord of the Minds. This is Andrew here, and I'm the president of Planet Oasis. Nate Dog. Yeah, it's Jake. This is Mike, and you're listening to the Five Wise Marks. Welcome to another edition of the Five Wise Marks, because we're the five. We're going to do top five. One, two, three times. Three times. And today, we've got... Stuff. God damn it, fuck you. <laughs> and things. And wrestling. And gimmicks. And sports entertainment. We don't do wrestling around here. But who's here today? Nate's here. And Turner's here. This is Lord Aaron Hayes. Not little, but big. Kev. Marvelous me, Kev. Dale Oliver, Kev. So today on the agenda, we've got a tribute to Pats Patterson. We're going to go banana. Uh, we're going to talk about not the Ring Boy scandal. I mean, maybe the Ring Boy maybe scandal. Maybe a little bit. Maybe I'll a little bit. Ring Boy or maybe make some jokes about it. Yeah. Uh, Have to. It's going to be a rare event. I'm going to get gay for a minute. Yeah. Getting gay with kids is here. <laughs> oh, wait. It's South Park. Sorry. Uh, we're going to do top five. Top five. What was your idea? Goosebump moments. That's the main wrestling. event. Top five fat asses. That's my idea, oh, motherfucker. Motherfucker. Top That's five. Top five big men. And mine's top five fat asses. Fat asses. You yes. did not no. say. You say that again, right? Fat asses. Fat asses. Fat asses. Oh, I was, I was doing Vince, not Steiner. Okay. Yeah, he's fat. Unintelligible. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite. I love. You think you told Maynard that in, in the chat, dude? I was. I, I lost it. <laughs> Man, are you going to be there? No. Unintelligible. <laughs> that was I died. I started fucking... I literally, I'm in the fucking break room at work when I send that shit. And I'm just busting out laughing. Everyone's fucking still, staring at me. I was probably making it bail at the time. Yeah. That's what we fucking do. <coughs> oh, shit. Fuck you, Target. So first off, Mr. Pat Patterson, the first Intercontinental Champion, the brains behind WWF, has passed away. Uh, Turner really, really, really wanted to talk about this, so go ahead. Well, I felt like it was uh, apropos because Dave, Big Dave Meltzer has uh, mentioned that Pat Patterson is the second most influential uh, wrestling persona. Oh, Godfather! Sorry, interruption. Um, And, well, speaking of Godfather, Turner also wants to talk about Pat Patterson because of the same sexual orientation. Go on, Turner. (laughs) (laughs) That is correct. Since you brought it up, that's That's fine. Uh, Ring boy, Aaron. Um, uh, Big Dave said uh, the last 40 years... Once that, again, sexual orientation. Oh. Turner calling Big Dave. One of the hoes is just well, everyone, everyone Big Dave, Uncle Dave. Boxer Can't get your hand spot, who is, How about Rain Dave? Who is more influential than uh, beyond Vince McMahon in the last 40 years in North American wrestling? Can you guys give me a name beyond beyond Vince McMahon? Tony Khan. Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Tony Khan. I don't think Tony Khan's had enough time. Not yet. I think it's ridiculous. First of all, that's a rib. I don't uh, think Tony Khan's a, I think Tony Khan's a piece of shit. It, <laughs> as far as longevity, I don't think there's anybody. I mean, if short bursts, in short bursts, you could say Eric Bischoff. You could say Dusty Rhodes. But for a short period of time, Dusty Rhodes, so for a Dusty. short period of time, has had Booker Crockett. Um, and just his charisma uh, alone, and his, I mean, his booking ideas for Dusty. But as far as when it comes to Pat Patterson... 
The Royal Rumble that we're watching right now was a match came up with by Pat Patterson. And and that is just a a, a small sliver of what Pat did within the wrestling industry. And um, who he did. And, and who, who he did. did. Exactly. If, you wanted to, if you wanted to book a finish, you talked to Pat Patterson. You talked great finishes I think Pat, Pat Patterson. Patterson for giving me my favorite match, which was Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels, the Iron Man match. Very, I love that match. Very influential People in the 60 like minute. It. I love it. He had got that... Uh, the Iron Man match from a Roy, uh, Roy Shire type gimmick match from San Francisco back in the day. Yeah, which he was the top draw in uh, San Francisco for a long and, time. And who else? Ray Stevens. Ray Stevens. Stevens. Yeah. Um, who there's not a lot of footage on it, but everyone talks about um, their hot tags, the way they work, the way they interact with the crowd. The, I mean, when Cornette intensity. talks about great tag teams, he usually says Patterson Stevens or. Um, Bachwinkle Stevens. Yep. Those are like the teams like he would generally reference as like great tag teams. So maybe that common denominator is Ray Stevens, yeah. but but within that is Pat Patterson because not only is he influential in the ring uh, with his intensity and charisma, uh, his 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 finishing ability behind behind the scenes, and him being the stooge with Gerald Briscoe, which we know in the late '90s for all of us um, is what we remember him by. Whatever thought, Al Snow, final six of a Royal Rumble. Yeah, that's crazy. Just saying. Um, I bet you Pat was probably behind it. Um, you can't. Oh, you final can't, seven. You can't discredit Pat Patterson. He was probably behind a lot of the finishes of what we grew up on the last twenty-five years. Of our, I mean, of especially our from you know the the rise eighty-five to say like he was in he was a referee in WrestleMania one main event. Yep. Because they couldn't trust Muhammad he Ali. He booked himself in that spot. Let's be real. Well, let's, that's fine. They, yeah. He probably needed to. He always found spots for himself at, at Mania. You know what he was also behind? Piper. Oh. Terry Garvin. You know who he was also behind? He was also... he. Brawler. Okay, let's get a, let's, let's just clear the air. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Before you do that, I'm just going to state for the record right now, I offer no tribute to Pat Patterson. Allegations or not, whether it's proven or not, I ain't with that whole... Uh, whole allegations as far as what he was whatever allegedly doing allegedly doing I'm not with yeah, that you can't talk about Pat Patterson without knowing about I'm sorry, the 92 but the way, it's too the way Piper presented the allegations seems way too real it has me convinced I'm sorry you can you can drag me like a Christmas tree in January about it in the comment section for the whole Somalia <laughs> person that watches the show I really don't I really don't care allegations or not I'm not with it I'm not saying R.I.P. to Pat Patterson. Negative. I was going to say innocent until proven guilty, and he was never proven guilty, man. Uh, he, he was fired, though, in 92, though. So like there's something it's, there. It's well, tough because... They also fired Jerry Lawler for suspicion. They have also they fire people for, hey, if you got this going on, go if take If you have a bad news story, yep. get out of here for a while. As as you get it's care, it's tough back. because it's ultimately... Especially 92. Ultimately, this happened so long ago, and there was never any documentation of anything. So it's always going to be one person's word versus another, and it sucks because either you're protecting a criminal or you're protecting someone who's accusing someone wrongly. So it's it's one of those things that it just I, I try to stay out of it because I don't I don't know any more than anybody else. I, I don't. Right. And so I I don't know what happened. What do I think? I don't think. I don't know. I think he's innocent. 
But there's also people they've backed, like Snooka, who I think is guilty for some of their crimes. That oh, they, Snooka fucking did it. Oh, Snooka yeah. did it. There's way there's too much some evidence. People that they do help out and that are guilty, but me personally, and Vince I don't, very clearly paid off that detective. Yeah, with, I don't with the see anything yeah. with mm-hmm. Patterson. I but the with original money Snooka, definitely. Yeah. Um, you know, I will fall back on people who know what's going on who are in the wrestling business like our personality like Jim Cornette who has specifically stated that the only reason Pat Patterson was indicted or um was he indicted? Huh? No he never was. I don't think he was indicted. Well I'm just saying he was involved in in any sort of speculation about the ring boys and all that is because he just was a gay man. Um he was never he didn't even come out until the Legends House until Officially, 20, yeah, official he never came out. 14, 15. Yeah, but it was a very, it was a very open secret with Pat in the wrestling, business. in the wrestling business, and especially. And it the, carried a lot of weight because no one officially outed him because of the respect they had for Pat. Yeah, um, he is very, he is responsible for bringing The Rock to light. Um, even The Rock had said as much. He had posted a Instagram video. Um, saying that basically Pat Patterson, if it wasn't for Pat Patterson, he wouldn't know where he would be at in his current uh, his current regime in his life. What in the movie business, the wrestling business, the uh, you know, uh, the under- pop culture, the Under Armour line, all that. Right. I mean, he he could attribute a lot of that to him being Rocky Johnson's kid, but also having just you know uh, raw talent himself coming through. Being Flex Cavana and USWA, Dewey, uh, Dewey, right? Dewey, Dewey Johnson. Johnson. But only two people call him that: Warren Sapp and Pat Patterson. But because <laughs> they're the only it, two, it, and get it, away just, with it. it just goes to show that the kind of eye that Pat had for talent. So um, he's the guy who really wanted Foley, right? Um, and him and Jim Ross. Another term that goes that goes a long way in the wrestling business is Bruce and Pat. It's one big word. Bruce and Pat. Pat and Bruce. They were the two... They were the poolside bookers with Vince Vince. McMahon in in Greenwich, Connecticut. Booking long-term, year-long... That was the power team. Huh? That was the power team. It was. was. Uh, Raven actually said uh, it was kind of weird, but when he was Johnny Polo, they were actually grooming him to be booker in the early 90s. And at one point, him and Shane were real tight. Shane and Shane Douglas? said, no, Shane McMahon. Oh, okay. And Shane McMahon said, you know what, Johnny Polo? You and I, were going to be the 90s Bruce and Pat. Which, <laughs> not even remotely came true. It was just Bruce and Pat again. But yeah, yeah, but still, like, yeah. yeah, it was just Bruce and Pat again. Yeah. But like he was like, we're going to be the next Bruce and Pat. Was him and, and uh, Raven. But uh, Raven ended up uh, burning a lot of bridges because he used to uh, get Shane drunk. And like he'd pass out in his apartment and Vince would get fucking heat. And Johnny Polo went to ECW yeah. and all that. Well, and then the funny story is when uh, they rehired him at like in the invasion angle, uh, Vince went into the booking meeting and said, who fucking hired Johnny Polo? Yeah. Because he had no idea what had happened for the last eight years. Another thing about Pat Patterson, uh, beyond his prowess as a booker and finisher and wrestler in the, in, in the business, is his ability to rib people. And, um Cornette has spoke about it. Pritchard has spoke about it. Steve Austin has spoke oh, about it. Oh, he ripped people, all right. He ripped, yeah, right? Um, there's a funny story about him and his Cornette 
McMahon and Pritchard at McMahon's house, and uh, someone's working the the leaf blower uh, landscaping business guy, some Mexican guy. That's the way they describe it. Um, they must have went on break, and Patterson showed up. McMahon's on the phone doing business elsewhere in the house. Takes the leaf blower, and he's working the leaf blower. He tells Pritchard and Cornette to not say anything. McMahon comes out, so now they're back to business, booking whatever year it was, whatever, but it didn't matter. Maybe like 96. Something like that, yeah. With Cornette being there, probably 96, 97. Yeah. Um, so Patterson's working the leaf blower, right? And he's getting closer, and he, it's getting louder, and he's, he's, he's doing his thing, and it's getting loud as fuck. And McMahon goes, hey, amigo, amigo, come on, amigo, what are you doing? Come on. <laughs> And he can't hear. He's blowing leaves, blowing fucking brush and shit in, 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 in their way. The, the papers are blowing off the table, right? It's the, it's the biggest rip you can think of. It's the only Patterson can do. Amigo, amigo. And uh, Patterson turns around, reveals himself, and all he can do is... Oh, why did he have to reveal himself? Yeah, right. <laughs> all they can do is just laugh. Yeah. All, it's, it's something only Pat Patterson can do. It's It's... Yeah. it's He's always looking for the next funny thing he, to, to lighten the mood, to uh, to do anything like that. And uh, if you listen to Pritchard's podcast, no, the last two <laughs> podcasts, he well, he, I mean, besides his lies and all that shit, yeah, hey. he pay. I like Pritchard. Don't get me wrong. He pays awesome tribute the last two episodes to Pat Patterson. He tells that story, and even Cornette had corroborated that. Uh, talking about hey amigo, and it's it's, just, it's Patterson. Um, so, ultimately, you, you know what's really, we'll never get the Vince side of any of this. And that's too bad. Because Vince will never pull back the curtain on a lot of that stuff. That's really too bad. And, like, there's so many, like, secrets that'll die with Vince McMahon. I think that's a good thing. I really do. I probably, like, I but. I like the mystique of Vince McMahon. I, I think but if it came out that. We'd probably. If we found out the real Vince McMahon, that he's actually a. He's a softie. Oh, I no, I don't think. think it's that. I think it's that he's more of a scumbag than we think. I don't think. I think uh, he's he's, a, he's a giant turd. I think he's pretty soft. What I've heard is that the only time anybody... He's a businessman who, which yeah. people like us would say, oh, he's a, that's, that's, he's a shitty person. But really, he's in, he's a businessman. He's in it to this world to make money like all of us. And Kevin Nash said family first. the only time he saw a human in Vince McMahon is when he was with his grandkids. I believe that. Um, Which get, I could, you know. You guys ever watch the Andre the Giant HBO yeah. documentary? Okay, so Triple H had said a line about Vince in that documentary saying, Vince has the ability to just forget, just move on, just let go. He has, people could talk shit about him, people can uh, fuck him over on money or uh, promises or guarantee. Like, he's a promoter, right? I mean, like, he, it's the most yeah. unforgiving business. It's the wild, wild west in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. Um, when Andre died, like, they were not on good terms. But he cried, and then he would just, it was just business right after that. Like, Flair was there, Flair was gone. Um, he just has the ability to just... Hogan, in just and out. Move, and, and how, I mean, like, like we were saying, like, I, I wish, man. I wish we could hear intimate details about... Vince's like thirty years, like thirty years from now, you know, yeah, like yeah, 
all the Hogan stuff, all the Andre stuff, all and, and, the and Savage with, stuff, with, all the with Austin Patterson stuff. is Patterson never leaked any because he could have said he could have exposed everything. He was in on everything. Well, look at Patterson, look at Pritchard, look at Briscoe, and look at Shane look, yeah. or uh, Hunter. That core group and Vince. If anyone would ever expose it, it would be Hunter. They tell the story of Vince McMahon. Triple H is the only one that would ever do it. And he might. But that would be the only person. And, and, it just, that just speaks to the businessman aspect of Vince about, yeah, like, because he is the most influential person in the last 40, 50 years. Whether we like it or not. Yeah. Especially the last 15 years, we don't like it. <laughs> but you um, want to agree with it or not, he is the best wrestling promoter. We the he's the only seen. one we know. He's the only one we know. Whether you like it or not, learn to love it. Because <laughs> I'm Vince McMahon. All he we know, all, all we know is Vince McMahon and Eric Bischoff. Because yeah. you only hear the winner's yeah. side of the story. Because I injected the wrestling business with a lethal dose of poison. Does anyone want to tell the story about how Pat Patterson introduced the Royal Rumble? Do you want to? Do you do you want to do you want to Nate Nate? Do you want to do you want to Nate? Tell a story. Well, Nate, do you he wanna, do you Roy Shire's territory in San Francisco. There was a battle royal. Just I think it was just a regular twenty man battle twenty royal. man battle royal. Well, Vince had I wouldn't even say he's so creative, but kind of reverse engineered it. Um, this is when Vince is with Dick Ebersol. So yeah, had, NBC. They had a soft run. Uh, in St. Louis, and I think one man gang won it. Wasn't televised, not like that. And it was like a shitty show, and like Vince was like poo pooed it, right? And then Dick goes, "Hey Pat, why don't you tell? Why don't you um, tell Vince about that the Rumble you, we just ran and tell him why that why that would work." Can you also tell him that you're getting a story from Pritchard and this could be a lie? It could be a lie. Yeah. <laughs> it could be a lie, but... Take this with a great assault, but, but if I hear... I believe Pritchard more than anything. Well, I... I think Pritchard's there for show, I for think sure. he's honest more than anything and he stands up for the company. Because Pritchard's there for the show. Assault, yeah, yeah. Which you're supposed I, to but do. If, he's going to say whatever makes the company look good. But if Cornette says it, I, I take that as But he'll do it while he works for I'll take Cornette's word as gospel, though. Because he has He's also looking for a job, too. He has a memory of gold. I respect Bruce Richard. Um, Dick goes, hey, Pat, why don't you tell Vince, why, why don't you run that by him again? Because it didn't go so well in St. Louis. Oh, uh, Vince, he just, it's a reverse battle royal. You just go, it's just two guys, and then every The, re- the reverse battle royal, like TNA? Yeah, right. Oh. <laughs> so every Vince, minute, so it's all Vince Russo's 90 idea. seconds, they just, they come out, and then they wrestle. It just, it's like a legal run-in. That's all it is. It's a legal run-in every 90 seconds, Vince. And Dick loved it. Dick Everson loved it, and Vince did not. So they do another run in the 88. And they ran opposition of the Bunkhouse Stampede. Yep. Solely on that. It was, all right, we'll give it to you. That was on USA. Free TV. Which NBC network. So, and it it, it was gangbusters. It hit very, very well in... I don't like the Dino Bravo skit, but... They also had the Hogan-Andre contract signing. Yes, they did. So, one-man gang, St. Louis, untelevised, didn't run so well. Dick uh, told Pat to tell Vince, do it one more time. 
They hit very well. And then they were off running. So that was 88. 89 was what? Big John Stud? Stud in Houston. And then 90 was what? 90, Duggan? No, Duggan was... 90 was Hogan. 90, Duggan was 90, 91 was Hogan. Okay. Duggan won the first one. Duggan okay, won the so, first one. Whatever. My point is, they hit the ground running. And that's just another... Then 92 was the greatest of all time, and 98 yeah. was second. Flair came, right? Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> it's just another one of Pat yeah. Patterson's... Uh, genius. This By the way, he won a great tournament in Rio de Janeiro in 81. Oh, and he beat all those... 79. Yeah, he beat all those fake people. Yeah. yeah. It was, he was a shoot they, tournament. Well, by the way... That was they, the only time Maskers ever did a yap. Yeah. <laughs> no yap. They had... No yap. The story is Pat Patterson won the, the very first Intercontinental Championship. In title. Rio de Janeiro. Rio, they had to give a, a city that no one would believe. There's no footage of it, right? Yeah, they're not going to go fly down there and be like, hey, do you see the show? It's like, 79, no one knows, no one yeah, cares. No cable TV. So they just present Patterson with a title. But they gave this fake kayfabe backstory about how he yeah. he ran the gambit of uh, competitors in a, a uh, round-robin tournament or whatever. And then Pat Patterson, they won the I I won the IC title. Shoot, I shoot won it. Yeah. Me and Louie. All right, your segment's running long, yeah. pal. So I just say, hey, Pat Patterson, rest <laughs> in peace. Um, yeah, get your game pride out of the way. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I love you, buddy. I'll fuck you later. All right. <laughs> I think with Patterson, you got to take with the good with the bad. Yeah, you'll take it and you'll love it. Roller <laughs> uh, style. Anyway, I think we got to start. Top five, B-I-G-M-E-N, top five big men. Y'all ready for this shit? Absolutely. Kevin's woke back up. All right, Kevin. He hates Pat Patterson. I'm going to have you start this shit off. Number five. Number five for my number five big man. I'm going to get my obvious out of the way, The Undertaker. That's your number five? That's wow. my number five. Wow. Ooh. I thought for sure that was your number one. Wow. I didn't. I, he, well, obviously, wow. he was going to be my number one, but I didn't want to seem biased to every single nope. cast I do was having him. Oh, I'm biased, so it doesn't but, matter. But yeah, I'll have him as number five. The way the man would walk the ropes before The Undertaker gimmick is me, Mark Callis, or Texas Red, whatever you want to do. Yeah. Wendy. Wendy, right. <laughs> Booger, right? Yeah, you ain't seeing nobody really do that at that time, and that was, uh, I went back and watched some of his stuff, and I'm like, damn, for someone that's 6'9", 320, Wrestled Sting, time, we watched it. Absolutely. Remember Mark when Paul Bear came up randomly as his manager, and then who oh, knew, three yes. years later, yes, 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 <laughs> put the camera of a man right there. Oh. All right, Lord Alfred Hayes, number oh, five. Big Show at number five. Ooh. I like Big Show. I liked him better as Giant. I thought he was cooler as a Giant. More mystique. Strip, yeah. More mystique, longer yeah. hair. He just didn't talk athletic. as much. Yeah. He's more athletic. Yeah, athletic. definitely. Uh, I like Big Show. My number five is Andre the Giant. Um, Ooh. I, you know, obviously. Upsets going early. He couldn't do a 450 splash. What right. He, he's that? no Nick Jackson or anything. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah. I, all I'm trying to say is all I can watch is old tapes and videos and stuff like that. Like, Obviously, like if you're a wrestling fan, whether you believe it or not, like he's a big deal. Um, especially I should believe it. Because yeah. I am a wrestling fan. Wrestling uh, WrestleMania three, like you're if you're six or seven years old, that's still a big deal to you. Like it was presented to you as a big deal, and I bought in, and that is one of the very first times that I believed in wrestling, and it was part. It was Hogan and Andre, and so you I believed you could fly. You believed you could touch the sky. I, I believe it's Steve Miller Band. Yeah. So. <laughs> So I go five, Andre. 
Bruiser Brody, number five. Oh, yeah. My number five is the only super heavyweight in the history of the WWE, Crash Holly. (laughs) (laughs) I was really hoping you'd say that. (laughs) He was, what, 400 pounds? Four or five hundred? Five hundred. Plus. He he had the scale to prove it. Yeah, he did. He's a big man. Number four. Number four, we have to go with Yokozuna. Good move, yeah. Sticking with the BSK. That's right, BSK. Bone skin crew. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, I I went back and watched some of his work with Taker and when he was teaming with Owen Hart, and he was again another agile big man who maybe didn't get all of his potential that he could show as far as in WWF when he was running it as the WWF champion, but I mean he still got a lot out there, and so I earned a spot in my list. Sure. My number four is Earthquake. Oh, wow. Yeah. The first, Big Tenta. my first memory ever of wrestling. I believe I rented one of the Summer Slams from the 80s, maybe early 90s. Hogan versus Earthquake. 91? That was 90. 90. 90? All right, so it was 90. And I remember Hogan just getting he, just bloody. His face was red, and it was just like, how's he going to come back from this? And he came back, and he beat Earthquake. So... That was my first introduction. I was a Hogan mark. Earthquake was like Earthquake the was the first he prototypical was Hogan opponent. Are you, sure, are you sure it wasn't Shark? The Shark and that's WCW. WCW. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You sure it wasn't that though? Was yeah. it Roadblock? Av- <laughs> Avalanche. Um, it was Golga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My yeah, number four. My number one. <laughs> my number four is the Giant, uh, Paul White. The first time I saw him was in WCW before he was the Big Show. He hit in February '99 in Raw, or not Raw, but Saint. Valentine's Day Massacre. I was a huge Mark of the Giant already. He was just like this, this larger-than-life figure. Like He was bigger and fatter and better than everyone else on the roster. And I, I just completely bought in. Like I thought he was Andre's son. They sold me that yeah. bill, of, bill of goods, right? <laughs> and I bought it until I didn't. But it, at that point, it, then it didn't affect me no more that he wasn't. He was just a big-ass, badass motherfucker. And I love the Giant. Bam Bam Bigelow. Yeah. Okay. Bam Bam fucking legit. Yeah. I don't know anybody else that like, you know, 350 or whatever doing cartwheels and all that. That, He's just a super athletic guy. Really, really was. Uh, My number four, uh, I got to steal one from Nate, but Bruiser Brody. I mean, Bruiser Brody was unlike anybody else. Just was no one else like him. Period. Kevin, say number three. For my number three, I'm going to have to go with one that's already been said twice. I have to go with the Giant. Watching more of his early work in the early Fed days and him doing kickups and whatnot and moving, even though he didn't really know how to, per, per se, sell or work as a big man, he moved in a different fashion that kind of made you believe that he was more of an agile guy. For, he for he was. His size. Yeah, absolutely. He was. So that's, that's my number three. Early on in training, you could do a fucking moonsault. And then Hogan told Don't ever do that again, brother. (laughs) My number three is actually, now that I think about it, it's probably my number five. And I wish I had picked him at number five instead of number three, but I'm going to throw him out there, Big John Stud. Okay. Um, okay. I don't have a lot of memories of Big John Stud, but what I do remember of him, I remember him being a dominant big man and just kicking ass. And Andre did not like him. The the body slam gimmick. Always a good gimmick for a big man, though. $10,000 $10,000 Realistically, probably it's number not. five in my book, but I just thought of him as we're doing this as we go along, so I'm putting them out. I'm naming them now. My number three is uh, Yokozuna. 
I think, Kev, did you already mention him? Right? Yeah, he yeah. Oh, yeah. Before. Um, I don't think a lot of people know just how good he was uh, when he was on top of his game and he came in the Fed, what, late, early 92 or whatever it was? October 92. Yeah. Um, he hit the mainstream very quick. WrestleMania 9. He won well, the Royal Rumble, 93, January. Yeah, he threw Savage over the top rope. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> but it, it, it extends beyond that. Uh, Yoke was very agile and he would sell. Very respected in the locker room, too. Mm-hmm. Right, he was a taker's boy. Um, he would sell when it meant when it meant you know when the you most. need to sell. You know, he would take that flat back bump. When He'd it, do when the, the wobble, the big man wobble. It was perfect. Yeah. Um, Mister, he should have been Mister Perfect. No, I'm kidding. Mm-hmm. Um, he would just. I don't think ever, anyone will give him his just due for Yoke. Um, the way he got much bigger in in his last his yeah. last. Um, moment was Survivor Series 96 and you never saw him again but he had a hell of a run for about those four and a half five years and I think it goes underrated Yokozuna I'm right there with Yoke yeah my number three it's gotta be it's gotta be Kane Mm -hmm. the mayor of Knox County (laughs) Uh, he's a big guy who could do it all I mean probably unfortunately overexposed throughout his career um, he's a guy who probably would have been better to leave a lot of the mystique that was around the character originally. Uh, but a lot of that's been you know, kind of wasted away over the years. But you look at his peak from, you know, 97 to, uh, say, 2003. Three, yeah, yeah oh. definitely. We got Unmasked, was it June of 03 or something like that? Yeah, yeah. but even when he first got Unmasked, he still kind of had, like, that mystique about him. But When did he burn Jim Ross? Oh, three. Oh, three. With that same time frame. A couple weeks after. Yeah. 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 That's when I fell out of love with wrestling. Basically, was that. Yeah. Yeah. Or Katie Vick. Yeah. Oh, two, right? Yeah. All right. No, nothing was that angle. Your number, oh, two. My number two, (laughs) it is going to have to be the monster among men, Braun Strowman. Interesting. Very interesting. I like like to hear your reasoning. I think I know your reasoning, but I like to hear it. So, my reasoning. I'm not really much into the big shows and the great Kali's. As I, much I, as I wouldn't choose Kali. Yeah, 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 definitely not Kali. But now that I'm older and I start to respect wrestling, not necessarily for the story. Well, of course you got to be in it for the storylines. Of course, that's the biggest part of wrestling. Right. But you get in it for the athleticism. Tell me what what is he six nine six eight? Probably six eight six nine. Six yeah, nine three. Three what? Three something. Three something. Eight hundred pounds. Yeah. Literally move like a freaking cruiserweight. No crash holly, but yeah, he's no crash holly. When he did, I don't, I don't know what it's called, but they do the, they do the arm drag, the rolled over, to the shoulders, kick up, overhand. He had that. He had that match with he, Big Show on yeah, Raw. Yeah, with Big Show, and, I'm, and it, that they, they had both me nipped glued. up. Or he nipped yeah. up, and I was like, that had me glued know, in my jaw yeah. on the floor. And I'm like, wow. When's the last time you saw that on? A but you know what's so bad about like. I can, can you know, respect. so bad. He's kind of a fucking idiot. But go ahead. Well, he, well, we had sh- shot him last year about uh, indie wrestlers, but they just totally dropped the ball. Oh, on, they did. On his, and it on his his character and his and his yeah. athleticism. He was playing the big, the big fucking the cello. The, the cello. That was yeah. funny. Like that was that was good. And then um, you know Vince just lost too many stunts. Not enough wins. You know he's just. We can have a we can have a whole year's worth of podcasts on Vince fuck ups, but and that's one of them is, is Braun. Right, he's definitely you know, Braun. 
And he kind of seemed like the typical, typical Vince guy, other than there the was a time. Well, they made him a tag team champion with a twelve-year-old kid. This true. isn't a ten-year-old guys. Come on, this is yeah. an AEW. There was Nicholas a time and place when Braun should have won the top title of that promotion. Right, and they did not do it because Roman's right. their guy. I mean, he did eventually win. It just didn't and, matter by then. Right, he, he's, he's, he's an afterthought. But his, you're right, you're right, Kev. His athleticism uh, shines through. Right. So, Absolutely. all right. My number two is the man they call Vader. Nice. Fact, I literally watched Starcade '92 today with him and Flair. And Three. '93. Yeah, that's right. '93. It was. Oh my god. God, I love that match. Oh my god, it was phenomenal. I've seen him do the Vader round. He missed it. Then he goes up. Eventually, later, five minutes later, goes up for the moonsault, misses. But oh my god, seeing this guy, 350 pounds plus, doing a moonsault off the top rope is phenomenal. Yeah. And the fact that yeah, he didn't land on Flair at all. He just took the bump right there. Yeah. Oh my god, he was so athletic back in the day. WWE run not as good. I feel like Vince screwed him up. Not Sean Vince. screwed him. Sean, Sean screwed him. SummerSlam Shawn Michaels screwed him over. Sean all Sean had to do was land that elbow drop instead of saying. Move! Do the spot! Just do the fucking spot. He missed the spot, so do the spot. And then go back to it, and then he'll move. Yeah. Shawn Michaels ruined Vader, and Shawn played politics, so Ben... He ruined Vader because he didn't want to wrestle him. Yeah. Vader Vader couldn't wrestle him. He was so afraid to hit him with stiff shots or what Vader did regularly. Because Shawn had backstage politics. Well, of course. And he was in Vince's ear. He wasn't a born He told Vince this was the guy when realistically Vader was the guy. Yeah. Sid wasn't the guy. Sid was good. Sid's a big But Vader was better. Yes. Vader would have been a lot better as a champion than Sid. My number two is Bam Bam Bigelow. Who touched on it? You already did? I mean... Go back to the uh, previous episode about I I mentioned Bam Bam and LT and I did it. I, there was a reason why I said that. Yeah. Bam Bam, who else was going to wrestle LT and make him shine? Very hard to do. Bam, Bam. I mean, Brett could have. Brett could have. Yeah. Sean maybe if he wanted to. But Sean wouldn't have done it. No, probably not because he. And maybe, we saw what he did. To, we saw what he did to his friend Diesel at that yeah. same mania. Yeah. And I I don't know. I, Brett could have. I don't think Brett. I I wouldn't know. If Brett yeah. wanted to. No. no. But Bam Bam wasn't a hockey player. He was a Bam Bam was a um, victim of the click politics. Yeah, for sure. Um, He even said as much. Um, Well, and I think even Nash has said as much. But they they all respected his work, and then um, he could he everyone has said in shoot interviews that he is a worker's worker. Yeah. At his size, um, and he did some incredible work in ECW later on with Taz and all that. He gained a lot of weight. Which that match with Taz was fucking great. But um, it's up to Bam Bam to make people like Taz look great, too. Yeah. So I give it to Bam Bam for number two. Taker. My number two, Andre the Giant. Yeah. I don't think he's been mentioned yet. Yeah, uh, I said him at five. Five? Yeah. Fuck, you're an idiot. No. Uh, anyway, uh, Andre is the epitome of a giant. He was... Everything that you need a giant to do. He traveled the country for years. And everywhere he went, he popped a house. Every single place he went. Every, all the time. Every he was a little attraction. He was, yeah, he every was an attraction. Sam Muchnick wanted him. And Vince Sr. would give him to somebody. And Vince would give him to somebody as a favor. Yeah. Oh, hey, can you send me so-and-so? You send me Harley Race for a week. Yeah. I'll give you an extra week of Andre. That was literally it. Yeah. Yeah. And so... Like, he was just 
there'll never be another Andre because you'll never have another attraction wrestler like that. The closest thing we have is Brock Lesnar now, yeah. and it's yeah. different. It just isn't the same. They they, so. they can never allow for that type of no. uh, steam again. Absolutely not. Let's get to our ones. Number one. All right, you guys may not uh, necessarily agree with me, but I'll be glad to offer an explanation. We're going to fight you, motherfucker. Already, get ready to start throwing glasses. Giant Gonzalez. Oh! I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. God oh. sakes, I'm kidding. Oh. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I was just trying to sell it to you. My real number one is Kane. Okay. No, oh. no explanation. You already know what it is. Okay. My number one, I was actually thinking along the way, and I was like, you know what? This guy would probably be number four, number three, but... Realistically, he's not going to be number one because I started to think about it. He's not a super heavyweight. He's not really that. Terry Bam Bam Gordy, I'm not going to put there. I'm going to put Undertaker at number one. Okay. Because realistically, Terry Bam Bam Gordy's probably under 300 pounds. He may be 300 pounds. Probably yeah, six, he's six, probably six, the best seven. worker out of all those people that I know. He's the executioner. You know? But yeah. Undertaker is the one who had a gimmick for 30 plus years and kept yeah. it and refined it and made it what it was. And I think he's the best gimmick out of all of wrestling. Absolutely. I I. Yeah, Taker's my number one. Uh, just look at the body of work. Look who he worked with from Hogan to the new generation, Michaels and Hart, to Austin, to Flair, no, to Styles, and Styles RVD, well, Michaels again. Yep. He, Freaking he, Maven. Maven, he, yeah. he let himself get he got Maven eliminated. Yeah, Maven Rumble. over for a very short period of time, but he got him over. But he had um, taken that gimmick um, and then made it into what it was throughout the generations of over WWF. Over. Ministry, American Badass, uh, the Phantom of the Opera type gimmick. The Dead uh, Man, he changed over. American over, Badass you know? to Big he, And he's a he, 6'9", what, 350? Yeah. What, what 320. Are, 320. Like, he made that gimmick his own. and There's two gimmicks in old WWF. Old school and... To, like, who did he hurt besides Hogan? I'm not kidding. But yeah. he hurt basically nobody besides himself. He yeah. got burned in... Uh, Elimination dude. Chamber. And I will put over the uh, the build to WrestleMania 14 with Kane over anything else ever in wrestling history for that storyline. But, but it's, you know, Paul Bear in June of 97. Kane, Kane, this and that. Dude, that involved Taker. He's involved with the first Hell in a Cell, the most... With mankind in the Buried most memorable house, hell in a cell, the dude did it all. And yep. Taker is my number one for sure. Vader time, number one. Taker has to be. He didn't even wrestle at Vader time pay per view though. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Uh, it's time. Thank you very much. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, Undertaker. It's already been said. We all know the reputation of Undertaker. Right. That's my top. Uh, Honorable mention, a guy I didn't mention, but I really think kind of deserves to be in the conversation, but I probably would have put him at five instead of my joke pick. Kevin Nash. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Nash was yeah. not a great worker, but, but he, he was a great influence in WCW. He was a great though. talker. Yeah. Uh, he was an attraction of a, a, a certain kind. Yeah. yeah. And he did have good matches with the right opponents. Like his Survivor Series 95 match with Brett was fucking good. Very, very good. with Taker. His WrestleMania match with Taker was really good. Really yeah, good. Yeah, absolutely. It was one of the better early Taker Mania matches. Yeah. I mean, what was the next great Taker match at Mania? Uh, 14, uh, maybe. 14? McCain. Yeah. I liked Kane. Definitely. Like the yeah. the angle was great. I don't think the yeah, match was great. I liked the match. But, but I know what you're saying though. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. It would have so, been Triple H at 01 would have been the next good one. That's what I'm saying. It's like Yeah. It's true. Yeah. It's true. It's damn true. It's damn true. Yeah. Any other honorable mentions you want to throw out well, or we want to go I to didn't next? say I mean, I didn't say Vader, but I, it was definitely on my mind. Yeah. Um 
Bam Bam couldn't. He never landed that full on backflip moonsault bullshit. Yeah. Vader could, and he can land on his feet. Yeah. And he had he had a huge reputation in Japan. Yeah. Um, with Stan Hansen and all that shit. Um, but I did not forget about you, Vader. Did all you right. throw in um for the WCW and Japanese crowd giant Baba? Yeah. Oh yeah. Made Just something you know we haven't really seen a right. lot of, but yeah. but he definitely every yeah. time I listen to a podcast and it's back in the eighties, we're talking about Giant Bible, Giant Bible, Giant Bible. He is the innovator and father of all Japan. Yep, yeah. yeah. Not the innovator of violence, though. That's well. Speaking of violence, he's the bad. guy that you could bring up. What about Abdullah? Yeah, Abdullah. I just don't like his style. I don't like no. Abdullah. But I think there's a place but, in history for him. Yeah. yeah. And, and he was, he was a, a draw on Puerto Rico. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I know a bunch of people said Bruiser Brody. He was a, he's an honorable mention for me. I just think it's see enough of him. I liked his character. Thought it was awesome. Wish I could have seen more of him. Unfortunately, he died. Bruiser doesn't. I almost said talking me. I'm kidding. <laughs> All right. Like Top said, five. Terry Bam Bam Gordy. I don't no. know if you'd put him in that category, but no. I would put him up there because during the time he was a bigger guy, and goddamn, could he go? Yeah, he could work. One quick question: Would you consider Hogan a big man? And yeah, I mean, he, he is. Kind of he's on the precipice. Because I wouldn't because he was never booked as a giant. Right. He was booked Except for at World War III. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, or Kobo against the giant. <laughs> Top five. This one's going to be quick. Fat asses. Top five fat ass. Kevin, who's your five fat asses? Rikishi. Nice. Got to back that ass up, you know what I'm saying? My number five, Biggie. Okay, oh, fucker. Listen, I'm a straight man. I'll tell you right now. He's got a nice ass. <laughs> <laughs> he says that with go. no shame. King Kong Bundy. Okay. <laughs> Who's the fat ass's promo about? The Dudleys. Okay. Especially Bubba? Especially Bubba. My number five, I'm going to go in a way different direction than all of you. Tennille Dashwood, <laughs> Emma. Emma, yeah. She got a, she got a junk in the trunk. Go ahead. My number four. God, that's so distracting. I just I had my number four like right there. Y'all started emulating and everything. I was like, geez. I'm going to have to go with, he's fat, Samoa Joe. I'm going to go Kishi on number four. My number four is Yokozuna. Have you seen this guy in 95 and 96? He's 600 plus pounds. Bailey. Ooh. My number three or four. Jesus, I'm way off today. You're tired. You're tired. I am tired. My number four, Asuka. She got a fat ass. She's got a fat ass. Yeah. Yeah. Asian booty. yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. You I don't got, normally get an Asian booty. I'm she got this, Asian booty. I got booty. a secret crush on Asuka. It's yeah. weird because All kinds I just. Oh, Especially man. with the green. Mist, especially. I shoot some what? She, she wants to shoot. <laughs> you want her to shoot her green mist all over you. I don't yeah. know what. <laughs> well, number number three. Number three. I know her gimmick was legs, but Stacy Keebler. She had a booty. She had a booty on her as much as she did legs. I'm gonna go with the girl who didn't have a booty. Sable. <laughs> oh come on. Because when I think of booty, I think of all that money she made. <laughs> My number three is. Sunny. <laughs> oh God. She had boobs though, but no. I like everything about Sunny. Look up Sunny ninety six. Sunny or Sunny. Cloudy. Look at <laughs> We know Look where God. you're thinking. Look at Chris Candy's Sunny. Boy. He's thinking Sunny Kiss. <laughs> Sunny Kiss got nice ass. <laughs> Cause Sunny Kiss might be a transgender here in a couple of years, so that'll a couple be of years, I think now. Technically he's a gay man still. So. Yeah. Trish. Trish Stratus? Nice. 
Uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, my number three, Naomi. Yeah. There's two more. Yeah. We are not sexist, by the way, either. Yeah, we've been picking men. <laughs> no homo. Just for the record. Seriously. So it's on, on yeah. the mic. What do we got? Number two? Yeah. Number two, I'm going to have to go with Lana. Dude, she was shaking that thing in the motherfucking mixed gender tag team. Dude, I tell you what. Like, Mark. hang hell out here. I was, <laughs> I'm going to go with my girl, Jacqueline. Yeah, she had them big old fake titties, but you know what? She Jackie had Moore? Jackie too. Moore? Yeah. yeah. Number two, a Rakishi. You see his ass every week for years. Yeah, Royal Rumble 2000. Come on, you can't not look at it. Dimpled ass. That was his gimmick. Yeah. I like a little different Asian booty, Gail Kim. Okay. Okay. Uh, My number two, I'm going to the land down under, Tony Storm. Tony Khan? Tony Storm. (laughs) (laughs) Not Tony Khan. Going down to Aussie. If you've watched her wrestle, you've seen it jiggle. Jiggle, 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 jiggle. That booty don't quit. Uh, honorable mentions for you, number one, just real quick. Um, no honorable mentions for me. Oh. Um, number mine would be Samoa Joe. Yep. Oh, Tori Wilson and Jay Maynard. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely Jay Maynard. He would be so happy you said that. He's the in, he was the inspiration for this list. I just went in a different we direction. Only, the only thing bigger than his belly is his re- behind. You know, he is. The only thing that's bigger than his belly is his appetite. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> I'm glad we got a slice of pizza today, boys. Yeah, we did get to eat oh, today because he wasn't did. here. We, yeah, we were Me and bad. Kev got a slice of pizza. We will not starve, folks. The bones. <laughs> one slice of pizza will last again. you the next week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kevin, number one. Number one, mine would have to be the lovely Naomi. Oh, I thought he was going to go like, the lovely my number one is definitely Naomi. Wow. Ooh, how can you? Oh, that booty's yeah. just, uh, it's there. You Whoa. can't miss booty's it. Booty's over. Shout out to Uso, my man. You Jimmy, did right. Drunk, drunk, Jimmy. that booty. <laughs> my number one is Lita. Okay. I just, you know, when I'm a fucking 11, 12 year old boy He's and I like see the thong sticking the out. Uh, bootylicious all day, okay? You spoiled it. Jay Maynard, you fat piece of shit. <laughs> he's thong, fat! He's got a nice thong. He wore Taylor thongs. <laughs> My number one, Bailey. Yeah. She like doesn't it. show that booty. But she got well, it. But it's there. You know it's there. You know it's there. Can you imagine her in like 1999? Oh, yeah, the oh booked back God. in 99. I don't know if you guys watched the ENC show last season. She was on there, and yes. she was in jeans, and it shows. <laughs> <laughs> She's yeah. married to dating a guy who wrestled in AEW Dark. I forget his name. Oh, he's some jobber. He's just boy. a jobber. Some yeah. jobber. Yeah. Fuck him. John Silver or something. I was always a uh, Victoria Mark. So, really? she did the movie Molly Holly, by, by the way, yes. honorable yes. mention. Yes. I don't know why that slipped my mind, but Molly Holly's. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. With her granny panties. Oh, yeah. Nope. Not wrong with uh, This segment, promotional considerations, have been paid for by Jimmy and Jay Uso's driving school. <laughs> if you want... Oos! If you want to end up in the Uso penitentiary, you can stay in between the lanes while drunk at the Uso driving school. They'll teach you how to avoid the cops, how to go to the bar, and get out before... 
four. Yo, Jimmy, time. I've had 13 shots. How the fuck am I getting home? <laughs> Lord, give me a oose. Oose! Oh, oh my god, that's the cops. Pull over. <laughs> Jay, let me tell you how you're gonna get home. This is how you're gonna get home. You're gonna Where get in that tics? car, you're gonna put that car in drive, and you're gonna drive your ass home. And if the cops pull you over, you're gonna be like, listen, you know who I am? I'm the son of Rikishi, motherfucker. I'm gonna, gonna fight you. And gonna you in jail. And guess what? You're gonna spend the night in jail, but you're gonna get out that next day. And after that, the week later, you're gonna go, and you're gonna compete against your cousin Roman Reigns for the heavyweight championship. That's our driving school's technique. We drive to succeed. Guaranteed to have at least six WWE Tag Team title reigns upon completion of And five DWIs. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't believe us, ask our special graduate Jeff Hardy. <laughs> Jeff Harvey. Oh yeah. And now back to our regularly scheduled programming. This gets us to the main event of the evening. You feeling that? Those hairs sticking up on your oh, arms? I feel that, Mike. Oh, top five Shit. goosebump moments. Oh. Kevin's been waiting for this for a year and a fucking half. I have. <laughs> this has been the, the build I've of all been my dirt nap, I've been thinking of top five goosebump moments of wrestling. This 89 hours a week he's worked yeah. at night. Yes. <laughs> With the 43 the girlfriends he's had. He's buried under springs. Yeah. <laughs> Mattress springs. <laughs> Let's get it started, Kevin. Start us off hot. My number five. It's not going to take us to a pay-per-view. Actually happened somewhat recently. Raw after Mania 29. See you guys shaking your heads. I'll explain. Explain. Fresh off a of victory after CM Punk. Out comes The Undertaker with his tights that says, R.I.P. Paul Bear. Right. He begins to cut his promo. That match was dedicated to Paul Bear, a man who... Sierra, Hotel, India, Echo, Lima, Delta, right. Shield. Hottest heels in the game at that time, interrupting The Undertaker of all people, the biggest legend in that company at that time. The audacity... After he's cutting a promo of his one person he ever cared about in that entire business, the only, at the time, human promo we were ever going to get from The Undertaker, who was still head deep in the in the gimmick, right. interrupted him, surrounding the ring, new school versus old school, that made me explode out of my seat. Gave, and out get, of your pants. And yeah. just about. Yeah. I didn't want to admit it, but since it's <laughs> out of the bag now, yeah. Yeah, that's what a do good you one. got? That's a good one, Kev. My number five is the introduction of Jim Cornette in the WWF. Really? It's a great. I watched it again today. Today is the first time I've seen it in probably two years, and it's the greatest thing. You have Bobby the Brain Heenan sitting at ringside doing commentary. And, oh my God! Who look who this is? Who look, you guys know who this is? I think we know who this is. All of a sudden, takes off his headphones, goes in there, grabs the mic. This is the greatest manager in the history of wrestling. Wait, Heenan's putting Cornette over? Yeah. yeah. It's my good friend, Jim Cornette. Wait, Jim Cornette is marking oh, it. was TV, TV before SummerSlam 93. Jim Cornette yeah, yeah. comes in there, cuts a promo about the Heavenly Bodies, how he's come there to bring the greatest tag team he's ever managed. He found the greatest tag team. He brought him here to bring the win the WWE, WWF Tag Team Champions. And he also admits, I might be the greatest manager nowadays, but that's because you, Bobby Heenan, decided to become a commentator. That's my number five. You can't go wrong with Cornette. Yeah, it's Jim Cornette uh, coming to the WWF. It. My number five uh, is something we had talked about and debated hot, hot and heavy earlier is uh, Hulk and uh, The Rock in WrestleMania 18. I remember watching it quite literally 
live and, and in the moment. And when they did, they looked back and forth at the crowd. They're playing to the crowd and all that. Who's the baby face? Who's the heel at the time, right? What do they want? What yeah. do they want? Well, Toronto in told Toronto, us what they wanted. Exactly. Right. And it was, it was for me, it was, it was quite literally WWF versus WCW for me. Yeah. As Hogan as the WCW guy. And, and it was, it was a, it was something yeah. that could never be replicated. It's, it's 18 Rock and Hogan for me. My number five, Bash at the Beach 96. Whose side is he on? Yeah. I remember yeah. watching it through the scramble vision and yeah. just hearing, Hogan dropped the leg. I'm like, what? And I was like eight, so I'm like marking out and like crying because yeah. Hogan kills Hulkamania. Didn't I'm getting goosebumps about it right now. Didn't Hegan kind of ruin it though? No, I mean, he no. did not. No, Hegan hated Hogan. Hegan had every. Heenan he would always. I heard. Very, yeah, I mean, I know part. what he said. If you go back and watch it, he. I know he what he said. Part. He played Heenan. He was played Heenan. Playing he played part Heenan. or was it? He never trusted spoiling. Hogan. No, he never. I, I think he was trusted Hogan. part. Hogan. I don't trust him. Because that's what Hogan. That's what Heenan would have said every single time about Hogan. I don't trust him. He always was a Hogan guy. Exactly. And then what did he say after? I told you all along, all oh, along I knew. That yeah. yeah, for sure. And then Shivani, you can go to hell. hell. Yep. And that that promo too is just gold promo. Oh, it's throwing trash and stuff. Um, yeah. yeah. My number five is going to take us to Chicago, Illinois. Money in the Bank, mm-hmm. 2011. CM Punk defeats John Cena on his last night in the company. And when he gets up on the banister there and he looks at him and he goes and blows the kiss, fucking gold. Every single time I look at that, I'm like, the possibilities that could have been, but we're not. But that, you know, and then with the pipe bomb, the whole thing, it was just great. June 11th. Yeah. yeah. Give us your four. For my number four, I'm going to take it to SummerSlam 2014, The Birth. Of Suplex City, John Cena versus Brock Lesnar. Wow. WWE Undisputed Title. I remember that very well. I remember that and going, Lesnar has literally jobbed out to everybody except Taker. He was fresh off the the WrestleMania 30 defeat. Yep. But I'm like, he's not going to beat John Cena. Nobody beats John Cena. Nobody oh beats John Cena. Oh my God, he, he just, just literally killed John Cena. He demolished John Cena. He was a job. He is the champion. Was that the birth Wait of Suplex minute. City? Correct. Because I thought Suplex City was the Roman match. No. At, at 31. When he, no. when he, when he, because when he, that he was slammed when Roman, was the official that's when he said, when welcome he, to yeah. Suplex City, bitch. He, yeah. he, right. John he Cena, said yeah. that, but what you're at saying 31, is he, that's when he started doing the, the crazy yeah. amount of suplexes. Times, I think yeah. the slogan came from the Roman Afterwards. match. It did. It came after the match, but yeah. that's where but, it built But the, from super, the suplex kept getting over starting with the Cena match. Right, right. Yeah, which yeah, was six I, months ago. I remember earlier. watching that and just like yeah. being glued. I'm like, wait a minute. Cena just, he just what? Yeah. Brock Lesnar's what? What do you got for number four? What? Um, <laughs> what? What did I have? Oh, um, I had something else, but real quick, I'm going to jump to um, Scott Hall jumping ship in 96. That yeah. to me was just in insane. Yeah. He comes out, hey, listen, yo. you know who I am, but you don't know why well, I'm, I'm here. here. Yep. Loved it. And why do you interrupt my, Steve Dahl? Yeah. He literally and said, the mauler. Yeah. And he's just talking about how his buddy's going to be here in the next week or two, and Kevin Nash comes a couple weeks later. That's me. Goosebump you know what you didn't never, say check the adjective? That wasn't your goosebump moment? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I never realized then as a seven-year-old is I never had the inclination to know that 
it was supposed like they wanted us to figure out that it was a WWF invasion. I never, I never thought that I as a kid either. I never thought that. No. I always thought it was just Razor Ramon in a new promotion. Yeah. Not Razor Ramon coming from the Fed. Well, yeah. the reason why they didn't do it because they call him Scott Hall. Yeah. That well, was why we didn't think that. Well, we didn't but think, but we, they also gave us at the I always bash. just took the New World Order as being its own separate entity. Yeah. Yeah. That's just, I, I took it at face value. asked Hall at the bash, are you guys, with, with Nash, are you guys employed by the WWF? And he said no. And he said no. So, I guess maybe... Which was, was a lawsuit thing. We exactly it. We were supposed to maybe believe for those two or three weeks that he was, and then they kind that's, of squashed it. Yeah. That's why he was talking like Razor Ramon. Exactly. And I think they threw a lawsuit. Hey, that's kind of he used the term "gonna carve you up." Yeah, it was something. And we're the gonna WWF, carve you up. Exactly. And the WWF was like, "Whoa, no, 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 no!" On a Raw, pre, uh, after that, after Hall debuted on May twenty seventh, there. McMahon came out specifically and said, "Hey, we understand that uh, talent that we had let go of, blah blah. Scott Hall, aka Razor Ramon, has showed up on a rival promotion. He is no longer with the World Wrestling Federation. Like he had, he had, he had squashed it on his own television program. So he, it's not supposed to be an angle no more, right? Yeah. But I mean, I didn't know it as a seven-year-old, but it was still like revolutionary shit because I bought into the fact that something's going on." You know, yeah. and it was something going to be huge in the next month. Who's up? Is it, am I up? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you've been thunder. talking for fucking two minutes, but yeah. it's so, been your segment, man. <laughs> my, my number four is Edge coming back this this year at twenty twenty. All right. Whether we knew it or not, we all basically knew it. We popped hard here at this household. We lost our fucking collective minds, and um, he got. Eliminated by AJ Styles and AJ got hurt. It didn't even matter though. It was just the fact that he denied the fact that he was coming back. Yeah. Denied the reports from PW Insider and Reserver and whatever. And then he came out. He came out and he, it, dude, it looked good. us hard. And it was, it was fantastic. He looked better than we would have thought he would have looked. And it's too bad he got hurt in May or May yeah. or June or whatever. But we lost our minds. And I loved that moment yeah. for Edge, number four. Bad Blood, 97. Kane. <laughs> Ripping the door right off its hinges. Fucking iconic. It's Absolutely. Just, yeah. just the Taker's facial just being, like, just stunned. You want to talk about the perfect, like, opening to a storyline? Holy fucking shit. This guy comes out. No, we've never seen this in the WWE. It's got to be. Never seen it. It's got to right. be. It's got to be Kane. Kane. But when he fucking rips the like. What? Is that something we would have even thought was possible? Thanks to Jim Cornette. And, yeah, because it was a, a Tennessee thing. Rage in the Cage bullshit. Um, yeah. And Doug Furness, I think. And about the door. Yeah, and just, just, yeah, that was perfect. And he's tombstones. Like, nobody took down Undertaker. And he took down Undertaker like he was a fucking child. And it was a great blow-off. It was. Oh, right. Just the whole uh, payoff, the whole feud was... Perfect transition. Yeah, it was great. Absolutely. That's it? Yeah. I figured you'd come back. Okay. No, you, I, I no, stole your thunder. No, we, I'm yeah, sorry. We're the Thunder Steelers. My number four, we're going to Barclays, NXT, TakeOver Brooklyn. 2015? 2015. Yeah. Sasha Bailey, the match that stole the show. You did. That, because the thing is, I was not originally a Sasha Banks fan. 
And it and it became it was 2015 that she, like 2014. I'm like I'm not a like I was more Becky Lynch even though she was kind of goofy. She got married and I was kind of pissed off. And then she got divorced and I got really happy again. Was she married? She got married, but didn't she remember? She married like her seamstress or whatever. Sa- Sasha Banks still Bayley married. Did. No, oh, oh, Sa- no Sasha, Sasha, Sasha Banks is married still. Oh, oh she's still married. Yeah, yeah, yeah she's still married. Sasha, not Matthew. Yeah, yeah, no. I thought Sasha had a no, no, I was not a huge fan of her early on, but her character developed and she got so much better over the course of that year. And that was kind of like the cap on that year, like that six months of women's wrestling from February to like the middle late 2015 was fucking mind blowing, and it was something we'd never seen in the main roster. Like, they were just not allowed to have matches like that before. And this match, I don't even remember what the main event to that show was. And I've watched NXT TakeOver Brooklyn probably ten times. I don't remember what the main It was something with Finn Balor and maybe Kevin Owens. Something like that. But I don't remember anything about it because what I remember is those two girls stole that show. And for everything from the entrance and the freaking Escalade um, through the... Yeah, through the crazy spots, yeah. and eventually it ended she's with the fucking hammering on. The yeah, when well, she has her yeah, in the, the yeah, she's on the hands. And yeah, and shit. yeah, she's got her in the the bank statement. She's Great fucking stomping move. her hands like so good, like who the was, desperation. Who was the uh, the ringside little cheerleader for Bailey? What was Izzy. Her name? Izzy. Izzy. Yeah, that was um, the Izzy thing. Was more. Um, the next match yeah. at Takeover Revolution. She made her cry or something. Yeah, when like Sasha that. stole the headband yeah. from her and made her cry. That great was great. Move, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that's that's my Sasha Banks moment for this countdown, so let's go <laughs> ahead. Okay, so for my next pick, I'm going to go with Survivor Series 2015, the debut of Sting in the WWE. That's 14. 14, is it? 14, yeah. 14. Okay. He got hurt in 15. Okay, correct me. Thank yeah. you very much. I, I know what you're saying, though. Yep. Yeah. The debut of Sting. Yep. Another, another pay-per-view where it was red hot. You know, didn't know what was going to happen as far as what was going to be the finish. You get the count. One, two, you hear the crow, out comes Sting. Triple H standing there. That was sold perfectly. The right person went over. You had the swerves, bro. You had everything you needed in that entire pay-per-view, and it ended with a huge bang. Except the, the setup for the right state. WrestleMania match. Correct. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Exactly it. Remember, we watched that. Yeah. yeah. All right, three. I'm going with who ran over Austin. No. Rikishi. Really? Are you doing the, the promo? I did it. I did it for The Rock. Yeah, I mean, it okay. was, I was shocked that it was Rikishi, honestly. I did, I, I did it for you, thong wearing fatty. I yeah. <laughs> if it was going to be anybody, I thought it would be Triple H or The Rock. But it was Rikishi who did it for The Rock, so it was... It was weird. He's a baby face and just, I don't yeah. know where he's a heel now. All right. So, yeah, that was that was. He's a, a bad man doing bad things. <laughs> the first, uh, my, we're at three, right? Yep. Right. Um, first WrestleMania, I can remember, is 12 specifically with that Iron Man match. So, it went into overtime. And I was a Bret Hart guy. So, this is my number three is, is Gorilla coming out, restarting the match. And Sean. Didn't that piss you off? It pissed me off. It was. It was a draw. It's a draw. It was a goosebump moment and a pissed off moment. Like, why isn't my guy going over? Yeah, why why can't champion, Bret Hart win? He's still the champion. It's a draw. He should still be the champion. And then, exactly, Gorilla comes That's out. And I then, felt. apparently, the boyhood dream came true. Uh, pissed me off. And that was really <laughs> one of my first recollections of, like, a major WrestleMania That's moment. my first recollection of Shawn Michaels, and it pissed me and off, And he too. wore the yeah. white tights off. It was, I mean, that Iron Man match is very... 
it gets talked about. It's not the best Iron Man match because it went like 1-0. It's not as good as the Iron Woman match, but yeah. But, uh, <laughs> That's a whole but, different podcast. But, uh, <laughs> can you name it was but, still can you a better Iron Man match, though? Oh, uh, Kurt Brock, SmackDown. Kurt Brock, yeah. yeah. Or Triple H Rock, too, right? I was big of the Kurt Brock and SmackDown. Uh, one. That there's was, a Triple H Benoit I, too on Raw. That was pretty good. Yeah. But for me, like that was the first one that really it was very very captivating. It can't be. It was such a good match. Um, they both went sixty. I just did. No I didn't submission. want Sean to win, and I just yeah. He still bought her. He didn't want Sean to win. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it was very vivid. Let him be. Yeah. Very, very, very pissed off goosebumps right now. Very vivid for me that I wanted, and then Hart went away for the whole fucking summer. Yeah. So yeah, give Nate a chance now. Yeah. Come on. Fuck. And then '96 they went downhill. Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason for that. Yeah, Brett was gone. <laughs> this is like an unfortunate goosebump, but just hearing Owen Hart, the oh, tragedy yeah, yeah, over the yeah, edge, yeah. Yeah. just the goosebumps and just the sadness because it's like it's just an absolute tragedy and just it sucks. Yeah, I, I hate putting it on the list. No, I get it's, you, but it's, yeah, it's it's real. It's our own own heart spot. Um, sure. yeah. That's a shitty one to yeah, have. Yeah, in there. Yeah. it's for real. Yeah. Well, my number three. From a real tragedy to a tragedy that was imagined in my like three four year old mind, uh, Survivor Series 1991, when Undertaker Tombstone Hulk Hogan on a steel chair. Yeah. I watched that VHS probably a hundred times as a kid, and every fucking time I thought Hulk Hogan's neck was broken. The way he sold it, the way the commentators put oh, it over. Oh brother, uh, call Linda. Yeah, call Linda. <laughs> uh, they might as well have thrown up the X, but exactly. no. Um, just that was like one of those things that just grabbed me by the throat and said, "You gotta watch this stuff." And that was the first time to me, Undertaker had really leapt onto my radar. Is like, holy shit! Like that's a real dude. Yeah, like because yeah. I, you know, I'd seen him before, but that was the thing. It was like this is like the baddest motherfucker ever. And I didn't ever watch Tuesday in Texas until I was way older, so I never saw what happened after that. I was just like, oh, something happened, and now Royal Rumble is going on. <laughs> yeah, like I had no idea what happened at this Tuesday in Texas. I didn't just I didn't see it until I was like twenty, but yeah, that moment was like that childhood moment that I always look back on. All right, for and my, I had to get a taker spot for yeah, it. No, no problem, no problem. <laughs> I'm actually gonna take another taker spot. Of course. So yeah, don't be surprised there. <laughs> I put him at my number five on the last top five. So yeah, let, let me have. You gotta make up for it. Right, I gotta make up for so this it. This is number two. So number two, y'all know that I am a massive uh, big evil fan more yep. than I am a dead man fan. Don't get me wrong, I'm a dead man fan, but. When I heard the motorcycle down the road for the Boneyard match, okay. my 22-year-old mm-hmm. ass exploded out of my seat. You guys did a little Skype cast. We did. Right? Yeah. We did. Yeah. And we got I Nate eventually. I was so but, happy yeah. because we're already doing the podcast, so I'm already as neck deep as a mark as I already am. I'm right. the wisest of them all. <laughs> and I'm like, Getting the shit for God's sakes, <laughs> if he doesn't come back on, his, on a badass chopper or just something... I don't, it doesn't even need to be Kid Rock. It doesn't need to be Limp Biscuit. It was Metallica, it just, wasn't it? It was Metallica, right. Yeah. I was completely fine with that. Didn't know the song, not going to yeah, lie. Yeah, yeah. I was completely fine with it. But it worked, it worked exactly. But when I heard the bike, oh my God. And then I saw him just pull up into the Boneyard, quote unquote, and get off that big badass Jesse James chopper. Dude, I was I was seven again. Yeah. I was so happy. I glued to the screen. I get goosebumps talking about it right now. It's good shit, pal. Absolutely. Good shit. My number two is the return of Triple H after his quad injury. Oh, in 02? Okay. The Royal Rumble? Yep. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was such a big comeback. He was a heel when he left, and he came back. He He was a mega baby face. Oh, Oh, yeah. He missed the whole invasion angle, right? Yeah. 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 Not... 
Did you miss it in your fantasy? Oh, no, no, no. Injuries, contracts, none of that matters. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. everything goes perfectly. Triple H, though, man, that comeback. That was the best comeback I think I've ever seen. Uh, my number two is the confrontation between Steve Austin and Mike Tyson on Raw. Okay. Uh, Tyson Austin! Tyson Austin! That, Tyson I mean, and Austin! Uh, I hit my fandom at, at 90, cool. late 95, 96, <laughs> but shit was on in 98. Yeah. And, and Cold Stone and Mike Tyson. Cold Stone, Steve Austin, he getting ice cream and shit. No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we going to wrestle the thumb. The whole out. shoving match and the money flies everywhere. Yeah. I mean, like, I was a big Mike Tyson fan previous as an yeah. even younger child. Biting, biting ears. ears <laughs> biting ears and knocking fuckers out and all that shit, dude. Now he's in the world I watch every yeah. every fucking week. And he's in a shoving match. It's Tyson versus Austin. And then Vince, you ruined it. You, you ruined, ruined it all. Ruined it, oh, dude, he's fucking yelling Austin's going out like this. Yeah. Briscoe's holding down. He got him hooked. Dude. Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. What a fucking angle that was. Yeah. Number two. What glued me in gave me goosebumps as a kid? Marty Jannetty escaping from the barbershop window. Yep. <laughs> Jesus. That's like, a brilliant escape. What yeah. are you talking about? Are you blind? <laughs> it's just I, it's the first memory I have of it. wrestling, and it just kind of yeah. gave me goosebumps. Like, you just threw somebody through a window, and I was... Was that, was that late 91 or... No, early 92. 92. Early, early That's early. like, so yeah, was, January 92. So I was, I was like, cool. just yeah. about turning four. Yeah. So it's, it sticks out in yep. my mind. That, that's the first thing What I was saw. your cousin Josh Harder doing at the time? He'd have been like mark. six. Yeah. You know, mark. He was probably first grader. <laughs> you probably working somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, he would have been third grade. Uh, okay. yeah. yeah. A mark. Yeah. Still is. Uh, <laughs> my number two, going to go with Steve Austin. This moment did not have the great payoff that it should have. But it was so, at the time, uh, mid-invasion angle. The Alliance is beating down the WWF in the ring. Where's Austin? Where's Austin? Yeah. And he pulls up, and he comes in, and he just starts whooping ass from the parking lot all the way down. And when that glass shattered, the building fucking exploded because he had turned heel it wasn't really working, and that was like, our Austin is back! And the fans go crazy. He fucking clears house. That Raw, to this day, like, I, I watched that moment, and yeah. just, there's never been a Raw moment like that for me. I, so Raw. It was. Yeah. Raw. Literally. Raw. Raw dog. Yeah. So number one. Let's number do some one. Let's do some honorable mentions first. I'll, I'll, so we can I'll, end I'll on the big one. stuff. I'll gladly, uh... Do an honorable mention. Honorable mention, the end of the streak. Yes. Um, that was the... Was, I was, was going to put that on. Yeah. Wasn't that the first pay-per-view on the network? It was. Okay, yeah, yes, right. It was. So I was I watching it on my laptop. Legally. Yep. Maynard called me on the phone. Wow. I watched Ooh. that. Yeah. And I, I... I had a gut feeling, but God's sakes, I didn't want to see it. When that three hit, like there was Once like a pause. I saw a pause. both of his legs go up for the yeah. pinfall. I'm like, this is it. Please yeah. don't please. It's it. There it is. Shake's over. Yeah. Kane has spoke, and Steve Austin has spoke about being in the fucking truck with Kevin Dunn. And like, they couldn't. Austin was it. like double fisting beers, and he was so fucking pissed at like. At the he world. couldn't believe it. Yeah, I, I like I, I can think about that all the time, and I still get the same feeling. And Kane thought it was like, a fucking like mishap. That's what I thought too. I'm just yeah. like, I'm like, he's not selling the way he does. Did he get hurt? Like, yeah, like he's hurt. He was. He can't remember anything about that day. Yeah. Right, and then yeah. like literally right after, about 
what, half an hour, 45 minutes? You got Bleacher Report. You've got... Uh, saying he's concussed. Yeah, saying he's concussed. He's been rushed to the L- yeah. L.A. wherever hospital. Uh, New Orleans. They tried yeah. to New Orleans. Yeah. Brock and Randy Orton. Randy or Brock was oh, laying those elbows in because he, he was pissed at Randy Orton. No, they're mm-hmm. working a gimmick and they're, right. working, yeah. they're working a shoot. When he, like when he's laying those elbows, elbows and shit. so right. it yeah, looks yeah, legit yeah. because yeah, it is legit. Right? Yeah. 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 Uh, my expression was the exact expression of that infamous fan reaction. Yeah. Right. Like, Absolutely. Yeah, I just couldn't believe it. For my number one. Oh no, we got. Let's get a couple more. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Go, go around. I want to end, on the, on, the end on the big stuff. I want to end on the big stuff. Go ahead. My honorable mention would be uh, Chris Jericho arriving in '99. I thought okay. that was oh, huge, August, yeah. man. That was huge. Got a good promo on, you know, yeah. on the ride. The Y2J yeah, yeah. countdown. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. I don't think he got the response that he was expecting, but he got a response. Yeah. Well, well, he got placed in a program in China very soon after. Well, from WCW, uh, they do wrestling. We do sports entertainment. He's also a cruiserweight guy, and he yeah. really wasn't anything. He's a U.S. title, though. Yeah, but... No, no he's TV champ. He was TV champ. He never won the U.S. He never won? Yeah. He was just... He was kind of like... He had a... He was just a guy who could work down there, and he came to WWE and made it. Well, he bet on himself, and it worked. Yeah. My honorable mention is... Um, when Mankind won in January of 99. That'll put Buck yeah. in seats. And Aw- put- it, when Austin came out, he ha- he was sick or uh, had some kind of injury because it was a tape show yep. in the last week of December 98. Yeah. And it came out on ju- January 4th. Yep. So it was a tape show. Talk about, I mean, literally that is the biggest pop known to fucking man. Uh, I think the other Austin one, but sure. Well, They're both, and, yeah. And you can debate it till, till the end of time. Yeah. But it goes to show, you know, the type of drawing power exactly. that uh, Austin had. The visceral emotion that you yeah. get from Austin. It just it unmatched. Was, it's totally incredible. Yeah. Incredible. And the fact that they... Nitro you keep so cutting many, off Nate, man. And He's ready to, to go. That. They lost so <laughs> many viewers they yeah. switched over. All right, Nate. So, so anyway. <laughs> yeah. Seeing Vince McMahon on Nitro. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Just the simulcast, just knowing and Barry that. and Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. <laughs> yes. God. He was double G, double O, double N, double E. God. Yeah. Until twenty nineteen. Uh, mine, I mean, it's kind of sad. It's really sad, actually. Is uh, Hall of Fame induction, Bobby the Brain Heenan, when he says, "I wish Gorilla were here." Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm. That's a great induction. Like my God, every time I've heard it several times, and every time it just. Because he's, he's on the cusp of losing his yeah. voice. And just what would happen to his voice in the last 10 years of his life. It yeah. just it was brutal. From a guy that was so vocal. We were at Manor's wrestling yeah. show yeah. when he passed away. We did a 10-bell yeah. salute at XI. Wow. That was weird. Yeah. Well, Kevin, try and pick us back up a little bit. <laughs> okay. So, for my number one, this one is something I hold very special to my heart. Okay. February 22nd, 2016, Joe Louis Arena. Shame Monday man. Night Raw. <laughs> I was at the Raw the next week in Nashville. Yeah. We don't know okay. what's going to happen. I don't remember it. They're doing the the Vincent, was it J. McMahon? Vincent yeah. J. McMahon Award. Stephanie McMahon begins to, begins to speak. Yeah. Here comes the money. Huge Everybody in that building got up out of their seat and screamed. The, it's a shame. It's really a shame because shame? the it's a shame. yeah, it's, it's a, a shame. shame. The TV cameras don't do the audio justice. 
from they the never second, do anything justice. No. You heard the here, you knew who it was, his name was on the Titantron, you couldn't hear the person sitting next to you. Yeah. For God's sakes, I joked about it in the car on the way there. As my brother and my sister, who I went with as my witness, I said, man, wouldn't that be funny if Shane McMahon came out during you're, you're the interview? Like that yeah, I was there. Oh, okay. And I was just like, oh, yeah, that never happened. He's doing whatever. He's been gone for, what, eight years at the time? Yeah. yeah. Doing yeah. the China thing. Yeah, doing, China just whatever. doing whatever. China? And then just having everybody and being a part of that massive pop and that huge moment. Oh my God! You'll never. You can get electrocuted by ten car batteries by your nipples or your junk, like like Shane McMahon. Yeah, Kane. And, and Kane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it still doesn't match the electricity you'd feel in that building. Yeah. That's too bad because I was like I said I was at that next Raw in Nashville and I thought I was getting Shane. Nope, I didn't get Shane. <laughs> I got Taker choking Vince, but I didn't get that pop of Shane. I was I remember being very upset that. Yeah. Well, like we didn't I, get. I had Sasha Becky for the draw. Well, like, we didn't get fucking. Did. We didn't get fucking Taker in the build up to um, the I WrestleMania mean, against uh, Cena here in Detroit. Like yeah. everybody's yeah. like, oh, we're what's gonna get, funny, we're gonna get, we're gonna get. What's yeah. funny nope. is two WrestleManias, three, three, as a matter of fact, Shane, Roman, and Cena. They built up a WrestleMania match with Undertaker beginning in Detroit, Michigan. Yeah, but Detroit's a big town. But yeah, but we didn't get. Taker. We didn't get any. We got two we got matches Cena, and a gong. But we didn't get Taker. Right. I was we, so we, pissed. We did get Shawn Michaels. I'll give it that. Yeah. I'll take Shawn Michaels over nobody. That's but fine. I wanted Taker. So I wanted Taker so bad, but for God's sake, I would have popped too? Yep. about it. Not the Shane Raw. Okay. No. I was. I was watching it at home because I knew I something was going on. I knew something big was happening. You know, the only thing that sucks about that is they never followed up in the whole yeah. lockbox thing. No. They didn't. Big missed out. They just needed something to say something, and then it was nothing. It was Pat Patterson's proof. Yeah. But Benoit didn't do it. He didn't do it. <laughs> Terry Garvin and Mel Phillips didn't do it either. Yeah. yeah. All right. Brawler, number one. My number two is a little controversial. We're number one. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, we it's a little controversial. Wow, that you went that's backwards. why. It's yeah. <laughs> I thought it was number two, but it's actually my number one. You're getting goosebumps yeah. just talking about your number two? <laughs> number one number two? is uh, Chris Benoit and the family tragedy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, to me, it's the biggest thing because Chris Benoit is my favorite wrestler. Yeah. I think he's the greatest of all time, and it's everything's overshadowed by what happened and it's bullshit and you need to get over it and just look mm-hmm. at his career yeah. it's been how long get over it I understand what happened but he also took his life in the process so I understand what he did was wrong but he also took his life so was it CTE get over it it was I do believe so absolutely I think so I believe so after watching <laughs> there's a documentary 30 for 30 about the 86 Bears and uh, Jimmy 85 Bears yeah and Jim McMahon talks about how he actually has to go and get he stuck down on his neck because there's a buildup, and yeah. if he doesn't get buildup, he starts getting the CTE. Well, look at symptoms. Junior Seau. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Blew you his know? fucking all yeah. away. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, I do think he oh, was. I, I also think that he Guerrero death yeah. had a lot to kick no, in with oh, that. And the dark side of ring episode really showed that. I think that kicks yeah. into depression with the CTE, which doesn't help. No. And it, I think, it was it was a deadly combination. Yeah, I think right. that was it. I don't think it was deadly. steroids. I don't think it was drug use. I think it was depression and CTE. It was headbutts. Absolutely. It was all in his head. Yeah. Uh, my number one, Nate already mentioned it, but I think it's a bigger factor in the wrestling business, is Hogan turning in 96, Bash at the Beach. I mean, it turned the wrestling business on its head. Um, yeah. How can you... For me, it's like, it's Hulkamania dying and... Like, I truly hated that motherfucker for years and years and years. Like, I hated watching Nitro, but I had to watch Nitro to see what the fuck was going on. And they just dominated Nitro. Mm-hmm. 
but I couldn't not tune in. I remember that you know what I mean? and I remember back in like '95, him and Macho Man team up to take a like Arn Ric Flair, and Rick and Arn beat him, and I just I remember crying after that too, and I was like, you know, I'm a little kid, I was like four years old and five years old when he turns heel, and I was like, yep. that made that just. But it made sense for Hogan because he was running on fumes. He was yeah, nothing yeah. but red, and especially yellow. down south because it wasn't right. his normal. And you want to know why it, was, it, was, it, was it made working. me as a kid? It pissed me off and it made me. That's when I switched to watch WWF. I didn't watch WCW. The thing is, I watched WCW because I wanted to see them the I was, chase. I, and that it, was it where I was at, so too. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't until a couple months later where I realized, all right, I want to see Hulk Hogan get his ass kicked. Yeah. And then turn back, and he's not getting his ass kicked. So and that's you know what? why he, I stopped watching it completely. He cut some pretty... He, oh, he always cut... Like, it was long, but like he always yeah. cut good promos with Gene Oakland in the ring. Yeah. He... he he was so, mean, so successful at making you hate him. Exactly. You did so, it right. You did it perfect. And he was the epitome of a good baby face and a good heel. Hey. It's a two-day stretch, starting with, I'm sorry, I love you, going to the retirement ceremony the next night oh, for Ric Flair. Flair. Okay, yeah, Just absolutely. Course. I think that I literally, I just like, Ric Flair's not in the ring. I shed a tear. Legit. You mean, Shoot. And I was 20. <laughs> you, mean, you didn't shed a tear when you wrestled in TNA? Uh, that was just painful. That was bad. But just he, he, the just that whole two day stretch of knowing that the greatest of all time is done, and that right. just I will gladly. And go then on and then you, and then you know you get that Dixie Carter. Are you going on record for? Could I, I will gladly go on record and say the day Ric Flair dies is the day I cry over a celebrity death. Yeah, Can he I is way over here. I think he's the most overrated wrestler, and I was happy when he finally retired. <laughs> so that's hot take. Um, are you my? Are you in the opinion that he had the same wrestling match for 40 years? Yep. Yeah, yeah that's wrong. Uh, it's not wrong. Oh, it's totally wrong. Oh, uh, hey, let's watch, start, every, watch all his matches. Oh, okay, Starcade 93. I just watched it. He lit, Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. He went off on the top rope and actually connected. Exactly. I'm sorry. Thank you. I'm sorry. Thank Never you. Match. Never match. Never match. Never match. Never match. Whoops. He Argument over. Uh, yeah, he actually gave a splash to Foley once in TNA too, so shut up. Yep. And so, here's the thing. Set the stage. WrestleMania. Biggest stage of them all. Two iconic wrestlers face to face in the ring. One of them, no, fuck no. Oh, God. God, no. Uh, no, 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 God, no. That never happened in WrestleMania anyway, but. Uh, yeah, I meant Becky, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's not that. But they fought for a long time. Both are on their tank on empty. And he looks at him, says, I'm sorry. I love you. Old Yeller puts him down. One, two, three. And then the following night on Raw, when Ric Flair, for a shoot, did not know a lot of these people were in the building, comes out to make what he thought was just a short goodbye. Triple H brings out the Horsemen and all of the cast of characters that he's wrestled throughout the years. Um, including after the show goes off, Undertaker, he's got to protect the gimmick. Yeah. Absolutely. Couldn't be during the show. Um, and Vince McMahon, of course, after the show goes off, got to protect the gimmick. But it was the perfect send-off to a legendary career. It was time. Um, he'd not had a lot of great matches recently prior to that. And the story, the way it was put together was fucking perfect. The next time you lose a match, you have to retire. I, the only difference I would have done personally, because I'm insane, is I would have had him win the motherfucking Royal Rumble, go on to face the champion, which probably I would have made it be Shawn Michaels, 
And I would have had him win. And then retire. But I'm crazy. So. But that moment, to me. I missed the whole I mean, thing. Flair. <laughs> we're just sucking Flair's cock. Yeah, oh, we're just okay. sucking that right. wrinkle. I, I love it when Triple H comes out. My hand's been stuck like this all day and he holds up the four. I yeah. marked out for that. It was. And to get the classic lineup of Wyndham, Tully, Arn, of course, no Oli. No. That wasn't going to happen. No, no, no. But. Oli, I'm telling you, Flair's a shit. And he is. Oli says a lot of things, though. But Oli's right on a lot of things. <laughs> Yeah, sure, is, is, he right miserable, is he a miserable yeah. asshole? Yes, he's a miserable piece of shit. But he's right on wrestling. <laughs> Just like Jim Cornette. They're all right. Just well, ask Jim Cornette about Ric Flair. Just remember. Well, I, I know. Yeah, exactly. I know. Oli See, Jim Cornette is right about wrestling. <laughs> yeah. So was Oli Anderson. Right. He was absolutely right when Oli said... That nobody would ever pay a dime to see the Undertaker wrestle because nobody ever did ever. And they paid a lot more than that. <laughs> yes. Who's the Undertaker? Wait, who are we talking about? Mean Mark. He's talking oh, about yeah. Mean Mark. Yeah. He's not talking about the Undertaker. He's talking about like, Mean uh, Mark. We, we paid several times. O- no. Only see Mean Mark. Would you have paid to see Mean Mark? No. Yeah, but if you didn't it. look at that guy and see a lot of potential, because exactly. we went and watched, we went back and watched, and granted, we're looking at it. Through the Rose lens, <laughs> but he needed a gimmick. I mean, and he got, and he right got it, he and got he got it. it. And if he didn't, yeah, a pretty good match with Luger. He, he had a great it. match with Luger. If he didn't have that Undertaker gimmick, Mark Calloway would not have made it. Probably not, no. but he did, and yeah, he it worked. Been, he would have been skyscrapers. Yeah. He would have been. He probably would have been tagging with Oz or something. <laughs> Never know. Maybe Diamond Stud would have made it though. He would have been Diamonds Stud. Yeah, he would have been Dan Spivey. Yeah, he would have been Waylon Mercy. Which he would have worked. No, uh, but yeah, that's that's my goosebump moment. That's the one that, as soon as you said that, the first thing that came to my head was Flair. Um, the other one I didn't mention it because I actually thought someone else was going to take it, and I didn't want to spoil their moment. Um, Eddie and Chris Benoit, WrestleMania yeah, twenty. Yeah, I agree. Like, I'm sorry, that moment. Oh, the hug. Yeah, I mean, ugh, the first time I saw that, fuck that. And it broke my heart because I saw it after Eddie died. I did not see that. I before. watched it live. Yeah. And to I, this day, I, I yeah. was I was not an Eddie Guerrero fan. Yeah. I'll admit it. He was good, but I wasn't a fan. So him coming out there, I understand why he went out there. They were friends, and they had this yeah. whole thing. I would have preferred it would have just been Chris Benoit out there with his family. Yeah. I understand but, why they did it with Eddie. I, I didn't see both, but it's okay. okay. It's well, and yeah. the thing is, like, they both kind of had the same story of, yeah. you know. I get it. The only thing is I wish Eddie had actually won it at Mania rather than winning it yeah. before at No Way Out. Um, but, at Mania. Yeah. Which is another goose. But, yeah, I didn't see it because yeah. I was not watching wrestling from, like, 02-ish until about 06-ish, mm-hmm. 07-ish. So yeah. I didn't see it until after Eddie died. The only reason I got that pay-per-view but before was literally the Benoit. Chris Benoit was competing for yeah. the world title in the main event. That's why I got it, and I was glad I did. Let's not start this again. Yeah. That yeah. Was really, he, they're so the good. third to last match. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that that's another moment that I would put up in there. I'd put Hogan Rock in there, too, but I didn't want to beat that dead horse tonight. The, the, uh, uh, yeah. You could always have the uh, Hogan Warrior Mania 6. Nah, yeah. That didn't yeah. hit with me. That didn't uh, hit, it hit with certain it, it, it people, but it is a goosebump yeah. it moment. It can be, yeah. It did for me. Or the Mega Powers. I preferred uh, the Halloween Havoc stare down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get this shit over with. We've been going way let's too long. Let's get the fuck out of here. Turn yeah, gotta Some people got to work in the morning. I do. Yeah. You know, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I don't. 
I hate my life. All right. Uh, uh, I'll see you guys in another 10 or 15, 20, 30 years. Yeah. Um, see you, Kev. All right. Say your gimmicks. Peace out. See ya. See you guys. You know me. It's Lord Aaron Hayes. I'm Lord of you know what. So I'll see you next week. <laughs> Y'all know what it is. Y'all know it goes down. I end this stuff with my peace out. <laughs>